I'm O, and this is Stompy. And today we're going to talk about three different topics. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about beer, kitchen, and noises outside. Right away, immediately, uh, I ran to the computer. I looked up two different names. The first one is Keith Ferrazzi, and the second one is Dale Carnegie. Have you heard of either of these names? I have not. So they both wrote books. Dale Carnegie did one about 100 years ago. How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, yeah. I've heard of the book. I just uh, didn't know that was the author. All right. Uh, and the next one, the other one, Keith Ferrazzi's book is Never Eat Alone. Okay. Obviously, Never Eat Alone. This kind of jumps into the topics. Excellent. Both of these books, they have something in common, and that is that they are about the behavior of people. Essentially, make friends, how to have authentic relationships, and what that means. Do you have any questions about this? Yeah. How do these books relate to our uh, topics today? So the first topic on there was beer, right? Beer, yes. What does every good meal need? Ah, beer. And the noise outside, I think a good meal also has a good conversation. Right. We as humans, we have this desire to connect with other people. Yeah. And beer has been in bars or other institutions where there's a jolly good time to be had by that alcoholic beverage. And beer is the lubricant to make that social interaction and that noise right kind of kind of the catalyst of why you're even there what brings you together helps like you say lubricate the conversation kind of drop the inhibitions yeah and then yeah noise is outside of course right because you got cars driving by you're out downtown you're drinking on a rooftop bar you're you're involved you're you're out and about yeah absolutely okay mm-hmm. and so this is one of the key principles you should not be eating alone. No. You should be out making these contacts and these these interactions happen. Everybody needs to eat, so invite people into your life to share a meal with them. That's pretty um, cool, yeah. And the idea is that ultimately what it comes down to is that you have this time of day that you could be utilizing to be opening yourself up to potential interactions with people in a positive way. And when there's food involved, people tend to be happy. It tends to be positive. I mean, we had a, a meal Yes, we did. We just had dinner together and a couple of uh, beers with dinner, so it makes sense. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I never, uh, I never actually really thought that, you know, one of those things that you have to do arguably three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, to utilize that need, that basic need, and to share it, that time frame, in order to boast relationships, friendships, uh, sharing of that sort, that, that sort of thing of how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. That's, uh, that's crazy. I never really thought that, you know, something that I take as just something I need to do for the day and do for my body Mm -hmm. and to sit there and say, no, it's fun to share that and to experience that with other people. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes you'll see, uh, uh, military guys and their experience the you know the officers are oftentimes they have their own quarters right their own area they're they're back you know yes they got their own chow hall they got their exactly. own birthing areas yep uh, and another great saying that i've kind of taken to heart over the years is that to surround yourself by the five you know most prominent people that you want to become yes i've heard it the same way uh you are the amalgamation of the five closest people that you have to you yeah right and hopefully the listener right now yeah this is affecting you to become a better person. Absolutely. That's um, the goal. Yeah. And so what better topic could we have for our first podcast? I think how to win friends and influence people. He gets into some, you know, without getting 
giving away too much of the book because you really should look into it. Yeah. There, there's this concept that you want to be sincere with the person that you're impressing. You know, you can tell them flattery all day long, but there's a sense of ingenuineness that goes along with that. Is that even a word? That uh, it probably is. <laughs> it is now. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's this sense of uh, genuine behavior that you tend to portray towards people when you actually have feelings towards them. If I right. admire you for something, I should let you know about that thing, but I shouldn't necessarily pick out things about your personality or your or traits or whatnot that I don't really admire because that insincerity is going to show through and it starts to feel fake and like flattery. Sure, okay. In Never Eat Alone, he kind of talks about how you really, you don't want to be keeping track of the things you do for other people. One of the very classic traits of a sociopath is he, he keeps track of the, the bad things that people have done. To hmm. him. And people that are succeeding, the bigger the fish you're going to be, the more social you're going to be. You need to step away from that mentality. Um, even if you, you know, obviously sociopath has a pretty bad connotation towards it. The normal person isn't a sociopath, but they might also still have these tendencies to maybe keep track of a few things that they've done. Well, the uh, the other thing I've heard that explained as, the listener can Google this later, but um, is called the emotional bank account. And so the emotional bank account, basically the concept is, well, I did this, I did this, and I did this for you. So what have you done for me? And so in that um, sense, when we get closer with people in an intimate relationship or in a family member uh, sort of scenario, these emotional bank accounts become very much over withdrawn. And that's where when you have that, that checks and balance sheet of an attitude, you tend to lash out when someone didn't take out the trash or when, you know, you didn't care enough to clean the house before so-and-so got home, you know, those sorts of things. And the other thing with that is we tend to overdraw on those people that are closest to us, mm-hmm. where you lash out against a loved one when you would never treat a random stranger or a coworker like that because you you have that camaraderie and that balance. So you feel that you can take back from that. And so, yeah, keeping that tally sheet is one of those things that you should get away from that emotional bank account and try to be genuine. It's interesting because it compares very much to like the tab on the meal when you're out at a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how many times you, yeah. know, you and I are going to maybe go out and we're going to have a meal. And if I keep picking up that meal every time, that's that tab of, you know, I noticed I paid this time. And, oh, I noticed I paid this other time. Um, you may end up paying all the time, but if that's the case, you're not the small guy. You're the guy that's actually at the top. When you start paying for other people's meals, you're the one making that meal happen. And you want to be striving for that. Now, there's limitations. Obviously, you got to check the balance and the health of your wallet. Yeah, absolutely. Right? you got to be able to financially tote that. But, um, but you're that's paying interesting. for something. You're hmm. getting something in return for that. You know, When you pay for that meal, you get that meal. And when you pay for that emotional service towards other people, you get what they are bringing towards that. Right, yeah, I see that. And that uh, you know, it's, it's interesting you say it that way because just the other day, I decided to take my girlfriend and my roommate out for dinner. I told them I'm going to pay. I said, this is what I want to do. And, you know, of course, first thing, well, why? You're going to pay and, you know, what's what's going on? I said, well, my roommate just started his first day, new job. And, you know, that new job feeling and everything, you know, just 
out of place and everything, you know, comes home from his first hard day of work. Hey, let me buy you a meal. You know, let me take you out for drinks. You know, like I said, we had beer, we had food. But there's, there's your uh, topics that we have uh, here today. And, um, you know, the girlfriend was having kind of a bad time with, uh, with some family members that have passed in the recent, you know, annuals. And so, um, yeah, I just, you know, just wanted to do a nice thing. It wasn't, um, to be the big fish or it wasn't anything like that, but it's very interesting that you can dial in and actually dissect what it is, how that actually does work. And then how you can take that avenue to be a part of that or to expand that sharing and caring with others. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting to me. I just, something I had done prior to you and I talking about this prior to, uh, haven't read either one of those books. And I know in the past, uh, you and I, we talked a, a bit about Machiavellian principles and perhaps we'll do an episode here. Yes. I, uh, I'll have to brush up and reread, uh, the prince. <laughs> Hopefully not too much. Let me uh, bring some of those concepts for you. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, in one regards, I feel that this is almost very much the opposite of some of that Machiavellian principle. It's still, it's kind of that subterfuge and, and trickery that's going on between relationships, but it's more on the sunny side. Of it. You know, how do you get people to share a meal with you? How do you end up being a happier person? Ultimately, we want to be liked. We want right. to be cared for. And so, you know, don't look at it as if you're tricking these people into having a meal with you. You, know, you deserve to have this interaction, these people around you that make you yeah. happy. And this is just one of the tools in the tool belt to make this happen. Interesting. I like so. it. Yeah, I like it. It's, uh, you know, we make a choice as uh, consumers every single day of what we what we put our money towards and what we benefit a company that we believe in, whether we see it or feel it or know it. And when you sit back and you think, oh, I'd like to go be entertained. I'm going to go to a movie. I'm going to buy a new video game. I'm going to buy a bigger TV. You know, these things that you decide to spend your money on and you you do. I mean, you make these decisions every day. We all do. But one that doesn't come to my mind very frequently is to think, hey, I'm going to take out my friends for a meal, you know, and to say, I'm going to achieve, what am I going to get for that? Well, not only am I going to get fed, I get the pride and the joy of selflessness to me by providing them with the same thing that they need. They needed a meal. And to be able to be that provider to me, I think it just in the back of my mind is, hey, that was cool. You know, I can't afford to do it all the time. But to actually put that out there as like a budgetable item um, monthly yeah. would be would be a really interesting thing to do to achieve that outing. Glad you brought that yeah. up. Budgets, yes, because most people don't budget for something like this, right? right. We budget for the gas. We budget for the you know the rent. We mm-hmm. budget for maybe going out to the movies. You know, we think, oh, hey, let's have fun. Let's go do something outside the house. Maybe yeah. that's our, our free, you know, spending money. Or maybe we budget for video games. You know, I'm a gamer. Right. I do that. Absolutely. But how many times do I budget and sit down to say, you know, this is part of my emotional health. Let's yeah. Let's take care of myself and let's make sure that the people that I want to spend time with are involved in that. Absolutely. That's, that's, uh, that, uh, that's very important to do. And I don't think I've ever done it. <laughs> I don't, uh, I can't say that I've honestly ever sat down and said, I'm going to put $100 a week away for my emotional well being and the bettering of my friends. You know, there's the standard Western uh, thought process of, hey, it's your birthday. Let me, let me buy the round. Mm-hmm. Or, like I said, you know, 
hey, you got you got through your first day, man. Congrats, you know. But to actually sit back and budget and say, you know what, I need what I need is to enjoy beer, food, and hearing noises outside. Tying it all back together here, that um, you know, that is something we do need, and that if it's a need of ours, then we need to also budget for it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. plan for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as a challenge to you, mm-hmm. uh, I want you to try this out. Okay. Go out there, and there's two different types of these meals I want you to try. I want you to try one, like tonight, where you budget it with your friends, the people that you're comfortable with. Uh, and then when you've done that, but the next time you go out, do it with somebody you're not comfortable with. Oh, Invite somebody along that you've never had a meal with. Somebody that you would like in your life that... Maybe you aren't friends, or maybe mm. you, if you are friends, it's just you know that glancing interaction. See if you can get them involved in your day. It doesn't have to be a date. It's not like you approaching a girl and saying, "Hey, come sit down with me." Although yeah. it can lead into that, but it doesn't need to. I understand. You know, yeah. Just somebody that's outside of that comfort zone. Hmm. That yeah, that's I'm already trying to envision the experience difference and how, although it'll have to be you know, a thought process of a choice on that second meal, but it's going to be interesting how quickly somebody that it would be less awkward or I've never dined with or things of that nature, how quickly I will probably find that we will become Ah. more enriched and more (laughs) close together because certain organizations that break bread during their times of meeting is is things I've been involved in in the past. And it's mm-hmm. it's very interesting when you do sit down and you do have a meal with a complete stranger at this point, but yet understanding and knowing that you have aligned thought processes and those sorts of things. You know, you go to an expo and there's a dinner, you go to, you mm-hmm. know, something like that. And that's it's very interesting how the meals of sharing that time period do help change. And so, yeah, that sounds like a very fun challenge that I'd like to take oh, yeah. up for the listener to hear how it goes. Go back to those key three elements that we were yes. talking about. Beer, kitchen, noises outside. Yeah, noises outside. Uh, we live in, oh, I live in a city, right? Right. Uh, you live a little bit more in the country, right? A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's still a town. Yeah. You know, there's that comfort of not being out in the forest. Right, so, right. It's not completely quiet. I mean, there's... Right. There's there's outside noises for um, sure. I know you've mentioned camping, mm-hmm. which is it's we want to go out into the nature. We want to get away from the city. We right. Want... I think it's very important to get away from the noises from time to time. I think it's Australian or Britain. They did a study and it was that only two hours a week total of outside interactions, being outside, going camping, going to a park. Just two hours a week in total. You can do this 10 minutes, 30 minutes at a time. Reduced anxiety and stress over 50%. Oh, 50%. I'll, I'll, I'll have to pull that article back up and, okay. and bring it up. It was incredible, though, that you know something that seems very basic, but yet, again, we don't think about budgeting time and money to going outside for emotional well-being. Yet it has such a positive influence on our lives to go away from the noises and all the mm-hmm. electromagnetic interceptions in our brains and all the <laughs> Facebook blinks and pop-ups. <laughs> well, and going back to that topic, right? When we're going camping, what are the three things that we 
know, are definitely at play. Those noises outside, you're going to be listening to crickets instead of you know, traffic. Mm-hmm. You're going to be doing a lot of the stuff that you would do in the kitchen, but you're doing it outside. Right? Yeah, you change your kitchen uh, platform, really, uh-huh. to primitive. Oh, and it's so primitive. It's so the, the crackle of the fire. Uh, the crackle of the fire is amazing. And it's so uh, humbling and rewarding, I think, in this day and age to... You know, think about the fact that we have a controlled gas fire in a wooden box in our house that keeps us happy and comfortable with heat. And yet, when you get cold camping and you can't get that fire going hot enough and, you know, here going up into the mountains and choosing the wrong weekend and getting up there and it gets damn cold. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it rains and the fire goes out. And if you don't have a nice RV or something to keep you warm, you really find out what you take for granted. And so going back to the the cooking in the kitchen, you got your on-demand stove, you got your oven, you got you got instant heat, mm-hmm. you know? You just don't get that out there. And you got yeah. to kind of learn almost. Oh, yeah. And yeah. how much more when you're struggling to keep that fire going, to the basic, you know, the utilities you have in the kitchen, when those become a struggle... How much more pleasurable is that beer? Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and the, re- <laughs> the reward factor across the board. You know, it's just, it's, it's, so, um, it's just so humbling, you know, that uh, you don't even think about your thermostat. You don't even think about your stove working or not working. It works every day for you when you right. need it. Three meals a day. It works mm-hmm. every, that midnight snack, you know, it just, it works. It's consistently 375 and that micro, you know, that pizza's done and you, uh-huh. you can't do that when you're camping. You know, you get away from the noises, you get up there, you're hanging out, still got the beer. Beer's going to be there almost all the time. Well, when was the last time you went camping alone? Last time I went camping alone would be two years, three years ago. Clearly you've been camping since then. Yeah, that, that social interaction is, I think, key um, to all the things we're talking about because drinking alone is not good. Right. We all know this. Right. George Thurgood told us that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no real reason to have, you won't have noises outside without more people being noisy, well, making then, the noises. You know, jumping into relationships, how often is it that there's a stereotype of the woman being pushed into the kitchen and she's just told to cook and uh, she's told yeah. to do her own thing and then it's not until the meal that she gets that social interaction. When we go camping, we don't do that. We all sit around, we cook together, we eat No, I make the girl do it all still. (laughs) (laughs) I I put her right back to work. No, uh, no, you're right, though. Yeah, when you go camping, you know, it's kind of that, hey, everyone's going to make s'mores, or hey, I'll get the fire going, you get the, you know, Mm -hmm. grab it out of the, grab the steaks out of the cooler, and how do you want your steak? Well, you can flip it. (laughs) And then, yeah, you're conversating, you're hanging out. Well, and I think, too, um, you know, I think we do this more often than we, we, give ourselves credit for here and at least I think it's kind of a a thing is to have a kitchen island Mm -hmm. and you end up usually hanging out just as we are right now recording this podcast for the listeners Mm -hmm. at the island of the kitchen you know we have a living room we have a you know another room and this and that and the kitchen is a place that brings us all together because of the food aspect because Mm -hmm. of that but then you know to have the scenario and the scenery and the ability to host as such as the island that we're sitting at right now but then again you know you go to that fire and that fire that's that perfect centerpiece you know that primal energy yeah that just it's just perfect i can't wait i'm going camping tomorrow actually i'll be going camping in a couple days yeah hopefully you can make it out 
So again, uh, for the listener, our three topics today were beer, kitchen, noises outside. To close this off, I'm O and I'm Stompy. Thank you for joining us.